For the first time since 2016, the Philadelphia Eagles are 3-0 after a dominating 24-8 win over the Washington Commanders. This is the Locked On Eagles postgame show. We'll recap it all coming up next. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to Lockdown Eagles. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. The Philadelphia Eagles are 3-0 and after a 24-8 win over Carson Wentz and the Washington Commanders. I'm Louis DiBiase. He's Batman, Gino Camilleri. Sick Batman, baby. Sick the- Batman. That is the perfect mask to wear after the wide receivers for the Eagles that were called. Swole Batman, Skinny Batman, and Fast Batman all dominated Washington today. Gino, that was a perfect game where the Eagles showed their Super Bowl ceiling on both sides of the ball. And what a perfect way to show your dominance in the NFL with Jalen Hurts looking like an MVP quarterback against your former MVP caliber quarterback who was completely dominated all game. I mean, can you draw it up better for Hurts to have what was the best quarterback performance by an Eagles QB since maybe Wentz against Washington, against Washington and Wentz? What a, what a perfect day if you're an Eagles fan. They got to be juiced up in D.C. where they took over that stadium. The second they broke out the Batman cape, I knew I had to pop this bad boy on. And I didn't even man, know you had J- that. That's amazing. <laughs> this is from way back in college when me and the fiance did a little Batman Catwoman crossover. But I had to break it out, man. Like it, it swole Batman, skinny Batman, fast Batman. Everybody in that unit on offense absolutely dominated. And man, Devontae Smith, have I ever been more right about career a high in, in receptions life, Luke. and yards, Gino, for your boy? Eight catches, 169 yards, and a touchdown with back to back Moss plays on Kendall Fuller. What a dominating performance. Jalen Hurts has to feel real good going into every game that he plays simply because when he throws that ball up there, Lou, outside of the Kenny Gainwell tip that he had last week, he knows that it's either going to be, as Devontae said in his post-game press conference, it's going to be the wide receiver's ball or it's going to be nobody's ball. And the way that Jalen Hurts, even though he started a little behind the sticks, he was thrown behind his receivers, he got dialed in, he trusted these guys. The encompassing drive of what I took away from this game is Jalen Hurts' ability to let his receivers make plays and Jalen Hurts' ability to make throws that we haven't seen simply because either one, he didn't trust the guys, or two, he's just farther along in his development. Talk about confidence, man. I mean, Regardless, the the confidence is there. Exactly. The trust he has throwing those four completions today of 40-plus yards for Jalen. He had a 50-plus yard touchdown last week. He had the 54-yard bomb to A.J. Brown week one. I mean, the trust and confidence have to be there when you have, doesn't matter what kind of Batman they are, they have three Batman, Gino, and mm-hmm. Devontae Smith wasn't the only one. A.J. Brown today, over 70 yards and a touchdown. They were both money on third and fourth down. Quez Watkins didn't even get into the box score, but he drew two huge pass interference calls. Of course, your quarterback's going to be playing with confidence when your team surrounds you with studs like that. And Dallas Goddard, who might be the Deshaun Jackson of tight ends, where every time he touches the ball, goes for like 20-plus yards. He had another touchdown today as well. And Grant Calcaterra has a big 40-yard uh, first uh, completion break off there in yeah. his career. It's great to see him. 
Miles Sanders didn't have the best day, but he was still effective in moments when they needed him. I don't even believe that Shane Steichen called one of his better games over the last eight games of last year and this year. I thought there were some questionable calls going behind the sticks on that fourth down play, uh, that shuffle pass. I just thought there were a couple things that could have went better. But in the moments where opportunity arose, and sometimes it was schemed open, sometimes they went and made their plays, Jalen Hurts has a very, very good understanding of his identity, the identity of the offense, and the identity of his play caller to put him in a position to go and make plays. And to be over 300-plus yards, Lou, that was the next step I had mentioned the other day. What are we going to see next? We see these 30-plus point performances. Well, hey, if you bury a team in the second quarter and you don't play great in the second half, you can see that you could get away with it. When they finally put together four quarters, I think all of our hesitations will be put at ease because right now – Taking your foot off the brake has been the only really big downside of this offense. But man, 24 points in a quarter, trusting your wide receivers, all of your weapons, your offensive line stepped up when they had to. And Jalen Hurts, the MVP chants are well deserved from him, man. By every metric, is he performing at a top tier level, not Better just than last in week. his career, but in the NFL as a whole? And I can't believe that he not only matched what he did last week against Minnesota, which I thought was his the best game of his career as a passer, mm-hmm. but he surplanted that. Finished 22 of 35 today, 340 yards and three touchdowns, a 123.5 quarterback rating. And Gino, that's after starting slow. He was one for five to start the game. Washington had a good game plan. They were blitzing, getting pressure up mm-hmm. the middle while having a quarterback spy. Man coverage, the, there wasn't really a lot of separation, but he honed it in. He went 21 of 30 the rest of the way for a 70% completion percentage, and I thought his accuracy was on point. You look at that Devontae Smith deep play down the right sidelines. Outside the sidelines, only where Smith could get it. I mean, the A.J. Brown jump pass, the touchdown, He was it was truly an incredible MVP-like performance. Again, how fitting it is to do that against Carson Wentz, who gets totally dominated. Gino, the Eagles... You know, they, they showed a Super Bowl ceiling today. And like you said, they didn't even put together a complete four quarters. And they still look like a team that, you know, only the Buffalo Bills could rival. And even the Bills lost today. The Eagles not only look like the best team in the NFC right now, but they look like the best team in the NFL through three games. And that is so exciting. And that is through a lot of reasons that we're going to talk about. But the main one right now is Hertz is taking the step that a lot of us doubted he could make. And he's doing it. And the best defense sometimes is a fantastic offense. And what the Eagles offense was able to do was put pressure on Washington. Even when they did put together a good game plan, they were able to limit the run. They were able to keep Jalen Hurts contained, not let him get outside and break some big runs. But what did they do that Minnesota asked Jalen Hurts to do last week? Come throw at us. Well, man, he's up to the challenge. Teams are game planning to see Jalen Hurts throw. They want to see him be a quarterback. I don't know about you right now, Lou. I don't know how you're going to cover this team because your receivers are getting open. Jalen Hurts' ball placement on throws has just been fantastic. It's been incredible. 
Outside of just a couple drives, this offense has been super efficient. Jalen Hurts' EPA today, his efficiency per play was off the charts. His average depth of target was off the charts again. His aggressiveness, those throws that he made in tight windows, Lou, that touchdown to Devontae Smith, man. Fourth and goal, too, with the time running down, only 18 seconds, and he was incredibly poised. And they had one second on the clock to get the playoff. They got it off. They scored a touchdown, and I think when you look at the scape of the NFL, Buffalo lost today because they had around 14, 15 seconds on the clock. They threw the play inbounds, and they weren't able to spike it. Jalen Hurts had that awareness to go and do that. On the opposite side of the ball, his counterpart started off slow. Well, so did Jalen Hurts, but he didn't let it snowball. He's able to do things just with his mindset that a lot of guys don't do. Because when you looked at Carson Wentz after the first or second drive, you're looking at this guy saying he's broken. This team is not going to come back in this game. Jalen Hurts, I've never seen the kid rattled, even when things aren't going his way. He's cool, calm, and collected. He has done everything to prove us wrong, Lou, in the best way possible. And today, after a week where you thought we had the best performance from him, 48 points in the last two weeks. You add on what they did the week before that. They're one of the top five scoring offenses in football. Hats off to everybody involved. I mean, even guys like Zach Pascal, Kenny Gainwell coming up big when they needed him. Felt bad for Boston Scott on that safety, put him in a bad yeah. position. But, man, even when the offensive line isn't that elite caliber that they have been, when they turn it on, it'll only get better. When the drives are just one after another, continually putting you in scoring position, it'll only get better. When special teams put you in a better position in field position battles, that'll only get better. Yeah, Britton Covey got completely destroyed today. That was oh, the only time Washington stepped up to the challenge. But yeah, Gino, Jalen Hurts in the first half really was the key. He's the mm -hmm. third player since 2000 with 250 passing and rushing yards combined in the first half of three straight games. The only other guys to do that in the 21st century, Patrick Mahomes in 2019, Aaron Rodgers in 2014. Jalen is wow. playing at a level of football again that we have not seen at the quarterback position for this kind of stretch since the Super Bowl season. We've seen some mm -hmm. highlights of Foles in 2018, Wentz in 2019, even Jalen last year. But to do it the way he's doing it right now in this entire offense – this is how you can win a championship. Devontae Smith, by the Definitely. way, Gino, the 169 receiving yards today, most by an Eagle since Jeremy Macklin since 2014. They're doing things that this offense has been missing for years and years. And that is a complete team that showed their ceiling. But it wasn't only because of the offense. It was because the defensive line completely dominated Carson Wentz. And we're going to get into that performance. Coming up next right here on the Locked On Eagles postgame show, the Eagles win it 24-8. to against the Washington Commanders to get to 3-0 for the first time since 2016. And guys, today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life has thrown us all curveballs, and we've always struggled with anxiety. Luckily, I finally have the courage myself to talk to somebody, and thank God I did. It's important to show up for yourself and take care of yourself. Let others help is just as important. That's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp is online therapy. They're going to assess your needs, and they can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. I've been seeing a therapist now for two years. It's kind of really changed the way I think and go about my life. I'll never recommend something more on this podcast than BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. And getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks 
on your laptop or your phone. With therapy, it can take a few times to find the right fit for you. BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. If you use the promo code LOCKDOWN today at betterhelp.com, you're going to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's the promo code LOCKDOWN at betterhelp.com slash LOCKDOWN. All right, Eagles fans, it's the post-game show. I'm Louis DiBiase. He's Gino Camilleri, Lockdown Eagles. The Eagles are 3-0 and on top of the world right now, on top of the NFL. And Gino, the way they did it, perfect. We talked about how Jalen Hurts looked like an MVP. We talked about how you know, I got mocked by the entire NFL outside of Eagles fans in August when I said Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown are the best duo of receivers in the NFL. They looked like it today. Dallas Goddard looked great. Everybody was getting in on the action. But talk about getting in on the action. The defense sacked Carson Wentz nine times today, making him basically relive that nightmare of 2020, week one when he was in that stadium, and it was the other way around. Washington sacked him eight times. That totally changed the game from the jump. My fiance looks over at me after like the sixth or seventh one. She's like, this is great to not be on that side of Carson Wentz. And I said, absolutely it is. When you have His a pocket presence is never is still just as bad as it was. I believe one of our listeners had tweeted to me during the game that he said, was it you that said during one of the podcasts that Carson Wentz just throws high and doesn't understand the pocket? And I said, yes, that's both Lou and I. And it, it was clear today that he has not evolved. But hats that is off. one thing I've never defended about him, by the way. Oh, totally, totally. I'll, I'll back you up on that. Yeah. But hats off to Jonathan Gannon and what he has been able to do in the last two games after a rough start against the Detroit Lions. You've only allowed 13 points on defense through the past eight quarters, and that's six points today. That's garbage time. I don't even really count that. So you say seven points in the landscape of the last eight quarters against two offenses, which had – High offensive outputs in week one with the Minnesota Vikings against Green Bay and Washington the last two weeks. Their wide receivers were kept at bay. Their offensive line never stood a chance. Right out of the gate, you saw how good that front four was getting home with just all of the options that they had. You saw the speed and athleticism from Josh Sweat. You saw Fletcher Cox just absolutely dominate once again with his ability to transfer from speed to power. You look at Brandon Graham, the old Wiley vet that's just better technically than most guys in football. He just continues to evolve his game plan. Nine all around, Lou, all by different guys in different ways. Yeah. How they were able to just hit home and know that the game ran through them. Most of the time we say it's on the back of the offensive line. Today, flipped around. It was on the back of the defensive line, man. They About hit time. With they, they owed the secondary. They you did, I mean? There were some timely blitzes. The secondary didn't have the great game like they had last week. But, man, Carson Wentz, when he was asked to throw, the defenders were all around the ball. James Bradbury with the yeah. big pass breakup. Avante Maddox with a big pass breakup. And how about Avante Maddox's fourth and goal stop? Oh, I mean, Maddox on fourth and goal to make sure the game stayed in control of Philadelphia. Up the A-gap stops Logan Thomas, who has like 60 plus pounds on the kid, mm -hmm. totally brings him down for the turnover. I thought the secondary didn't have to do much, Gino, today. And that's again, because as you mentioned, the defensive line took over and they owed the secondary, which was the better unit for the first two games of the season. Nine sacks on Wentz. And we said all week, the key was going to be pressure to get to Carson because he holds onto the football. The longer he holds onto it, he makes you know, bad mistakes. And if you got more guys in coverage, that'll be key for turnovers. So you want to win with a four man pass rush. 
They didn't really have the turnovers today, but that's because they were getting Wentz to the ground instead. Mm -hmm. Two and a half sacks for Brandon Graham. One and a half for Hassan Riddick. One and a half for Fletcher Cox. One and a half for Josh Sweat. One for Javon Hargrave. One for TJ Edwards. And honestly, Jordan Davis should have had one too mm -hmm. later on in the game. I mean, that was exactly what we laid out all offseason was the potential of that unit. And they hadn't really been doing it the first two weeks of the season. So to see them go nuts, especially in Carson of all people, very fitting and very timely. I want to say this about Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. Turning never, back the clock today. I felt like I was watching. I was back in 2018. Never should people that watch the game of football that are watching a future Hall of Famer or a future Hall of Fame caliber player write said player off until they actually retire. Because what Brandon Graham is doing off of an Achilles injury and what Fletcher Cox is doing off of career lows in multiple statistical categories to come back and surpass his sack total that took him until December to get to two last year, he's already at three. Brandon so is Graham BG. is... Yeah. yeah, BG is already at three. Hassan Reddick welcomes himself to Philadelphia. Looked like he was in a great role today. They allowed him to get after the passer, and he continually did that. Josh Sweat might be the most underrated Philadelphia Eagle of the past four years Ooh, with, like what he can do, with what he can do against the run and against the pass, Lou. His evolution as a run defender now, it's come so far to what they're able to do. And I know Derek Barnett, he, he's out with an injury, but these guys they're putting out there, man, they're just fast, electric. Even Marlon Tui Pelotu with another fast game. Patrick Johnson coming off the edge, almost had a sack himself. They have speed, they have athleticism, they have the old strength, they have the brute force in Javon Hargrave, they have the technicality in Brandon Graham. It's like having, in baseball right now, the Mets with with Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer, these guys that could throw a, a culmination of 16 different pitches at you. That's what the Eagles' front is. How can you defend and game plan against all of those guys, especially when you're playing to some weak points where Washington was without their starting center today. They got banged up at right tackle with Sam Cosme. That's a terrible recipe for an Eagles' front that feasts on units like that. When they are down, you talk about the hungry dogs run faster. That's always been the Eagles front mentality. When they see that food, they don't let anybody else come and get it. They're going to hit home in nine today, Lou. Nine sacks. They almost nine. had double-digit sacks. What, what world are we living in? What simulation is this? And that was the first time since 1994 the Eagles had four-plus sacks in the first half. And that's the best part of this, Gino. In a quarter. Is four and a quarter. Yeah, that's the thing is they are they started off fast on mm -hmm. both sides of the ball. I should say, well, the offense started a little slow for one drive, but the first half they totally dominated. But mm -hmm. the defensive line really started off fast, even when Hurts started one for five, and that kept the game in control because Carson Wentz was getting, as you mentioned, Jalen Hurts. He's very good at bouncing back from those moments of struggling, but when Carson Wentz gets hit a lot, he gets in his own head, especially in an emotional mm -hmm. game like this against his former team, playing them for the first time since he got traded two years ago. That was the recipe we all knew could get this game out of hand, and it's exactly what the Eagles did. And the best part was, again, they didn't have to do it the way they did it the first two weeks where we were so happy to see Jonathan Gannon dial up blitzes last week, but mm -hmm. we wanted to see the four-man pass rush get there because it makes everything so much easier. There's so much more you can do on the back end when you only need four guys to get to Carson or whoever the quarterback is. So that was the, such the recipe today. And going forward, that's going to be the key. And 
we all knew that and the Eagles, their pass rush success over the last five years, it's always been because of depth more so than top heavy stars. Right. And mm -hmm. that's why I like seeing the way they did it today was everybody got involved. The depth is there. And not even just there, Lou, like we have to give a big hats off to what the linebackers are able to do with not having to hit home on a blitz when TJ Edwards and Kaiser White are able to play sideline to sideline and spill things out to them. One of the big question marks we had after week one was tackling. Man, they sure looked freaking good tackling the ball today. I thought Marcus Epps had arguably one of the plays of the game where it's just a little out route, and if the guy slips him, he's probably going for another 15, 20 yards. Epps comes downhill, puts his foot in the dirt, surefire tackler. Everybody seems to be tackling, even the corners, James Bradbury, Avante Maddox, you mentioned that fourth down stop on Logan oh, yeah. Thomas. Just truly unbelievable what they were able to do. They didn't give Washington anything. They didn't allow them to rush the ball. They didn't allow their playmakers to touch the ball. And when they did, they were at the mercy of Carson Wentz being in his own head. And these numbers and lie, by the way, Gino. Carson Wentz finished 25-43. Garbage, garbage time 11 yards. Total garbage time. He had like 37 total yards in the third quarter, you know, through three quarters. Terry McLaurin finishes six catches for 102 yards, but he didn't touch the what? ball until the end. Yeah, but that was mostly all on like the final few drives where the Eagles are playing prevent defense. Terry mm -hmm. McLaurin didn't touch the football for two and a half quarters. So I thought they totally neutralized the passing attack. So that and this is where numbers can lie. If you if you didn't watch this game and you look at the box score, that doesn't tell the story. The dom the defense dominated the entire game. All game long. I mean, they didn't let off one time, even at the end when Washington, you you knew they were just going to try and hit home at the end zone. That, that fourth down stop is huge. Like you turn that ball over. That's a good experience for later in games when you're playing very good teams that are down to the wire and you're in fourth and I mean, red zone territory, your defense has that experience. They they've gone out there and not in the biggest of moments, but a time where you didn't want to let off the pedal as a defense because you knew that was what was keeping you in the game at that point with the way the offense couldn't figure it out in the second half. Everybody, and I mean everybody on that defense, did their job in an incredible fashion. And what that front four did today, it's an all-time Eagles performance from yeah. a group effort, and they did it in a variety of ways after Two weeks being removed from saying, can this front four hit home? Does Jonathan Gannon know what he's doing to get these guys in, in terms of personnel and how to distribute them? Man, those questions, it seems so far away from that Detroit game to where this defense is now. Really seven points in regular time the last two weeks. And then you're playing Jacksonville, and then you're going to play the Cardinals, and then you're going to play the Cowboys. Then you have a bye week. Then you play the Steelers. Lou, these are all favorable matchups for the Philadelphia Eagles. And to start hot for the first time since 2016, which, by the way, they didn't make the playoffs and Dallas won the division that year. Well, if you contextualize anything and have your head on your shoulders, this team is light years. And I mean oh, yeah. light years better than that 2016. Yeah, team. it's way more sustainable. We did not expect that team to start 3-0. and That's what I love about this is, again, we laid out this team has a Super Bowl ceiling. Or they, we knew they had a high ceiling that they mm. could meet if they brought it on the field. We kept saying to get to the Super Bowl ceiling that this roster has the potential to be. Jalen Hurts had to do what we laid mm -hmm. out for him to do. And he is doing that through three weeks. And they've started fast. 
I guess you would say, Gino, as we wrap up the show, maybe the, the thing moving forward to correct is second half production, I'd say, from the offense. I think they've started off so fast, and that's great to see because through the years with Doug and Carson, you know, from like 2018 to 2020, they could not get things going in the first half when it comes to offensive production. I guess now it's just sustaining that through all four quarters. But, you know, I think they're with, they have such big leads they're building up that they're playing a little more conservative. So it's not like they're playing horrible offensive football in the second half of these games, but, you know, just kind of keeping the pedal to the metal might be key because the first half, they're the best offense in football. And that's going to be the test when you get into these later games in the season, when you're playing a Green Bay, when you're playing Dallas for the second right. time. With the, I want that 24-point lead to be at 36 at, at that point in the third quarter. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you have to say today, Lou, if they convert that fourth down with a better play call, they probably add another touchdown on there right. the way they were moving on offense. If you look at their chances and their shots at the end zone, they have them. They're there. They're getting looks. It's not a, a slow offense. They can do it in two minutes. They can do it at the at the end of quarters. They can do it in long, draining drives. They, they've showed their hand, but they have so many pitches. Like, I'll go back to the, the pitching repertoire. They can throw it at you, no pun intended, to seven different targets. They can rush it with four different guys. Even when Jalen Hurts isn't the elite rusher that we have seen and Booby Sanders doesn't get those big touches, well, there's going to be a game in the next two weeks when they're going to have to step up to the plate and we'll say, okay, what do we do in week one and week two? Oh, let's turn that switch on. Because like you said, they could turn that run game switch on in the blink of an eye. Well, what they do today? They opened up that pass game. They opened up the playbook. They said, Jalen, we're going to take advantage of Washington not having their starter on the outside. It's Rashad Wild Goose, who they just claimed off waivers. We're going to give you the opportunities. And then, oh, you're doing well? Go attack Kendall Fuller. They're taking shots at guys that have played. They went at Patrick Peterson last week. They went at, uh, I mean, Jeffrey Okuda in week one. They aren't taking on, like, the easiest matchups. Washington did a great job suppressing wide receiver number one. And that's the thing, man. Two. I thought the coverage was tight and Hertz was just making and he made up throws. for it. Yeah, he absolutely the, did. There was a lot of times last year where teams knew to do that in coverage and Jalen couldn't really make those money tight window throws that were on time. And he is doing that again. It's a lot easier though, too, not to take credit away from him. But when you have AJ Brown, taking the targets away from Jalen Rager that were there last year. And you have mm -hmm. Devonte Smith looking even better than he did last season. I mean, Gino, those two Moss plays on that drive back to back. I don't know if we should call him skinny Batman. We should be calling him swole Batman. You know, everybody, there was a lot of people that talked about his frame coming out of Alabama. It has never been an issue with his body control, his length in his arms. It's never been an issue. And we saw that today with the contested catches. Here's an idea. Just don't say anything bad about Devonte Smith. Don't question that he's going to be upset if he doesn't get any targets week one. Like I tweeted out two weeks this ago. This is why you played, get him involved, man, because he's just as good. He's just as good, and he's been in offenses at Alabama that were loaded with star caliber talent. Everybody is going to eat. They brought in, I believe, Doc Rivers this week, and Nick Sirianni brought him in to talk about the the, yeah. the big three when he coached them and talk about how he had to control those egos and make sure everybody got theirs. It's a very similar ideology. You have four big-time weapons on offense, plus your quarterback, plus your running back. The way they did it today, Lou, just like their defense, 
everybody ate on offense. Miles Sanders had some big first downs when he needed to. Jalen Hurts made the throws that he had to. The offensive line played up to the caliber that you ask them week in and week out. Quez Watkins, even though he wasn't in the stat sheet, I mean, if he doesn't get held on two pass interferences, he has two big touchdown bombs. Right, they had the four plays of 40-plus yards, but I say those two could have went for even more. And that's Quez Watkins' impact. Like we said last week, he doesn't need to touch the ball as much as Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown to make a similar impact. And today I thought he moved the chains for them on two big gains. And if we're looking at a weak point moving forward, I think the second-half production on yeah. offense is definitely an area – and man, can we just figure out how to find somebody that can run in a straight line on punt returns? Like they they had Devontae Smith back there who picked up yards and then all of a sudden yeah. they bring back Britton Covey who Covey's gonna that, probably be taking an ice bath. I'll, I'll never game, back man. up any other Pac 12 guys besides an Oregon guy. I'm done with that. JJ bit me in the rear. Britton Covey seems like he's playing me in the rear right now. Sidney Jones bit me. I, I'm done outside of Oregon. But man. It's hard to complain about this team because of what they've been able to do with the expectations at their back, Lou. And that's the thing. It's not a surprise like it was last year. This is where they wanted to go. They wanted to start hot. They wanted to compete in the NFC. Well, you beat three straight NFC opponents, one in your division. You're currently at the best record in the NFC East. We'll see what happens on Monday night between Dallas and the Giants. But the Eagles, man, to me in the NFC East, it's them and everybody else right now. I, I don't the think NFC. there's competition. Right now, it's not just the NFC East, the NFC, the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles through three weeks look like one of the best teams, if not the best team in the league. And what an electric win, 24-8 to over the Washington Commanders. Let's just go through the box scores. We wrap up the show. Again, Jalen Hurts finishes 22 of 35, 340 yards and three touchdowns. Miles Sanders leads the team with carries, 15 for 46 yards. I did not hit the over on our LOE three. Nope. Um, I'm still, I went, I went one and two again, but I hit the over on Devonte Smith who I leads the Eagles. Three, brother. Yeah, oh, we're, we're struggling, but we're going to hit our stride. Uh, Devonte Smith hits the over eight catches for 169 yards and a touchdown. Most receptions and yards in his pro career. AJ Brown, five for 85 and a touchdown. Uh, Dallas Goddard scores the other touchdown. He went three of 26 today and Grant Calcaterra one for 40. So the, everybody's getting involved. And then of course mm -hmm. with sacks one more time, nine sacks on Carson Wentz today. Here's how it went. Brandon Graham, two and a half. Hassan Reddick, one and a half. Fletcher Cox, one and a half. Josh Sweat, one and a half. Javon Hargrave, one. TJ Edwards. Gino, have we mentioned every player on this team in the show? I mean, what a team win. Milton Williams went down with an injury. I don't know if he came back into the game. I hope he is okay on yeah. that end. Jordan Davis, man, that's that shot they had on his near sack of him oh, so bursting close. through the offensive line. He is a scary. Well, he made the first play of the game. You know, he uh, busted up the middle and couldn't get to Wentz in time, but got his hands up and he swatted it down. So Jordan Davis had a great game too. He and his pass rush is, is just getting better. And better it looked the best week. today it's had all year for sure. When they allow him to get upfield, I mean, Washington couldn't really do much interior-wise moving the football. So they said, "Hey, Jordan." They might not be able to get you and close a gap with, by double-teaming you. Just get after the passer. Everybody on defense, CGJ had plays when they needed him to. Marcus Epps, 
literally everybody on this team. Hats off to him. Nick Sirianni, congratulations to getting this unit to 3-0 and after everybody mocked that guy coming into his opening press conference last year. After the 2-5 and start, look at his record. He's one of the best coaches in the National Football League over that stretch. The Philadelphia Eagles are one of the best teams in the NFC East, if not the NFC, if not the NFL. As Lou said, this thing is wide open. The expectations are there. Don't let the foot off the gas. That just yep. seems to be the recipe moving forward. If they could fix that in the whole landscape of this league, Lou, there's not many rosters playing at the caliber that the Philadelphia Eagles are. All right, Justin Jefferson couldn't get his revenge. Carson Wentz couldn't get his. We'll see if Doug Peterson can next week. Eagles, Jaguars, we got you covered all throughout the week. Stock up, stock down tomorrow. Crossover Thursday, you name it. All that and more on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Locked on Eagles, five shows a week on all platforms, on YouTube as well. And we're on Twitter. Hit us up at Locked on Birds, at DiBiase, LOE, and at GC24 underscore football. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Make sure your second listen is the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your shows. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off the Lockdown Eagles postgame show. 24 to 8, the Eagles take it over the Washington Commanders. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening, LOE. And let's go, Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.